The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Joe Brawley joins me, the barrister, the newspaper columnist, and the co host of the Free State podcast. Joe, is the Fela in Belfast a terror fest? <laughs> Come on, seriously. Yeah, that's what Jim Allister of the TUV calls it. I know, but I mean, Tim is a notorious um, sectarian bigot. Well, that's a bit unfair. Jim's not here to defend himself, and I doubt he's the only person who'd describe oh, no, he'd describe it in no, those terms, no, is he? Uh, Jim, Jim is. Oh, I mean, Jim has gone down the rabbit hole long ago. And uh, I mean, look, I tell you what, get if, if any of your listeners want to find out what Jim Allister is like, just click on a link in your computer and have a look. Have a look at some of his speeches and some of the things that he's been doing, you know. I mean, and Jim was a well-respected counsel in the, the High Court in Belfast, but he's gone down the rabbit hole, that's for sure. Anyway, could, I think that, you know, I mean, the last time I was at West Belfast Festival, it was a very vibrant debate with Gregory Campbell. Uh, the DUP uh, MP, and you know, the festival is something very vibrant. Um, I mean, the terror fest thing. I suppose that must be about the wolf tones and the ooh up the rah. That's oh, yeah. sort of one of the signatures now of it. I mean, look, it's not for me. You know, life's too short for that song. Uh, if if you ask me, but I think that you know, I suppose there are two there are two important points. The first important point to, to know about West Belfast is the huge rejuvenation since the peace process. I mean, that was one of the most persecuted, oppressed areas in Europe. I mean, the British Army just came in with the police and and condoned by the state, including the judiciary, and just used the residents for target practice. I mean, you had the Ballymurphy massacre, 11 people killed, including a priest who was... I mean, and this happened over three days. I mean, they set up positions. They shot people dead, men, women, teenagers. And uh, the the inquest last year chaired by the lady chief justice in the north who would be extremely well respected found that uh, they 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 had been killed they were all innocent victims their story was as was always the case like bloody sunday and all the rest oh well look we were fired upon by the ira then you've got the spring hill massacre right in the middle of west Belfast again three teenagers murdered again target practice another priest murdered in that one and you know, I mean, just today I note that it's Magello O'Hare's, along with the terrible atrocity, the Omer bomb, Magello O'Hare, who's 12 years of age, walking past the checkpoint, murdered by a soldier. He was tried in, in 1977 for the Lord Justice Gibson, who, who acquitted him on the basis that he believed his account he'd been fired on by gunmen. And then in 2011, uh, the Ministry of Defence, after a detailed investigation, apologised to the family and said, look, that, that their child had been entirely innocent. There were no gunmen in the area. And apologise, you know, when the woman was in her late 70s. So West Belfast is, you know, I think part of it has given a finger to the, the sort of the British Empire and the machinery of the state. I think also in relation to the IRA, young people who don't really understand mm. what it was all about, because that's really what it is. You look at that, it's like absolutely vibrant. It's joy. It's ooh, up the rah. They're all saying, I mean, my son was at it. And his best friend, who is, as he describes it, half a Protestant, his father's a Protestant and his mother's a Catholic. And there they are bouncing up and down, singing uh, up there. Uh. So I think that a lot of people, you know, a lot of younger people, it's just more a sense of identity of saying, look, we had no army, we had no police, but what we had was a rah and they stood up for us. And, you know, I think, if, you know, like it's not for me. I've been... Yeah. 
I've been having talks recently, you know, over the last two years with uh, genuine, very concerned groups of Protestants all over the North. Uh, in the next few weeks, I'm meeting Alan McBride, who lost his wife in the Shankill bomb, which was, you know, one of the most horrific atrocities of the Troubles, a bomb planted by the IRA. And Alan's wife was only very young as he was, and he now heads up Wave Council. And so we're meeting to spend some time together in the next few weeks because it's important to understand what the truth of all this is, because for me, I don't think it's necessary. I think the Fela could do without it. I understand the jubilation and the fun in West Belfast. I mean, let me give you an example. Yeah. Last year, Waterford Hurlers came up to play Antrim in St. John's, which is right in the heart of West Belfast. You know, so it's overlooking the White, White Rock Road. It's in Bally Murphy where the massacre was and very close to the Spring Hill massacre. And, you know, like... Football teams up there were decimated. So whenever internment started, you know, two thousand people were taken in and held in detention camps. So you've got that spreading down through families and that feeling now of not being under the thumb anymore, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But anyway, Waterford came up to Hurlantrim in Division One of the Hurland League, and it was packed. Mm. You, you, I mean, it was just such a jubilant occasion because. What I felt about it, and I, I did an interview actually with the Waterford lads who were up, who were amazed at the crowd and the reaction and the warmth of the welcome that the were. Look, we are here. We deserve to be recognised. You know, we are not shit under anybody's shoe. And I think there's a, a, a strong element of that going on in West Belfast now. You know, here we are, a vibrant, young, well-educated population. You know, we've come through the troubles. You know, we've had the legacy handed down. And we will celebrate the IRA because they were part and parcel of who we were. But do you work, because, right, let, let's park kind of terror fest accusations. Uh, and well, one of the other, well, yeah, well, one of the other maybe more rational criticisms or observations that's made is that there's a kind of a softening of attitudes amongst younger people to the IRA, North and South as well. Um, well, I think that there's from people who don't remember, and that that's kind of it's dangerous territory because if you know what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Then, yeah, well, it is to an extent, but I mean, I'm trying to think of the right way to describe it. Whenever you've got a structural problem like we had in the North, where you had the state, you know, the army, the police force, the judiciary. Attacking a community, which which is what it was, with all the propaganda, with all the things they'd done elsewhere in the world. You know, I mean, we had internment. We had, you know, detention without trial, without charge. There was wholesale torture going on. I mean, people were being in and tortured. I saw them myself. I mean, I saw my own uncle. And, you know, say, oh, well, nothing had happened. And nothing was ever done about it. You know, you've got the hunger strikes, 10 people die. In a small community like the North, where we are very nuclear you know, you have to accept that we took the brunt of all of that. And the British very successfully propagandized, as they did all around the world, you know, with all the horrors that they that they that they committed all around the world. So that's you know, the, the difference is that you've got that structural attack on a minority, which you saw in other colonies. But I do accept the point, and, and I'm I'm very strong on this, that in order to reconcile properly, you know, with people of good faith in the other community, something like of up the Ra, for me, it has to go. You know, I, I understand that it's not a it's not a it's not a call to arms and it's nothing like that anymore. But I mean you put yourself in the shoes of you know the victims of the Claudie bomb, you know, the victims of the Shankle bomb, 
you know, people who have suffered terribly at the hands of our side, you know, and I say our side for better, for mm. worse. I mean, you know, we've, 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 we've had people in our community shot dead who we loved very dearly. Kevin Lynch, for example, in Dungiven died in hunger strike. And we commemorate him every year. I mean, our, our hurling club is named after him and all our kids wear the tracksuits with Kevin Lynch on. And we will not for anyone, you know, not honor him. And, and, and regardless of what we might think of the things that he did, you know, but for me, this ooh ah up the ra stuff, it 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 has it, well look, I think it has to go. Now, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, and I think that something like the Fela, which is absolutely vibrant now. I mean, 35 million people in total were exposed to that on social media. I don't know if you saw the figures today. Mm. It's a brilliant festival. You know, one of the one of the debates on it was about creating an independent Northern Ireland. What's the best way forward? There was a largely unionist panel. You know, and people up there are interested. They're voracious for knowledge. How do we advance the cause of Northern Ireland? And with the troubles, sort of twenty six years in the background, now for me, who up there has to go. It's to be honest, here it's a terrible song anyway. <laughs> Poor old Brian Warfield won't like that. Do I, do I, I have nothing wrong with Brian. I'm not, I know, I know, I know. It. Listen, it's but very, it's very rudimentary music for me. It's not, it's not my, it's not my thing. But I can understand. But can I, like, can I ask about okay. Kevin Lynch though? How, how you honour someone without supporting what he did? Well, I mean, everybody in Ireland honours Michael Collins, but I'm sure if you said to to, to your wife, well, look, you know, um, this guy went in and shot people in the face. He went after people, he went after officials, he went after civil servants, he was in charge of a murder campaign. Then come the Civil War, you had one of the most disgusting slaughters. But that's saying, that like, I, I wouldn't do seen. those things is different than I wouldn't support them. I, people are kind of in the abstract, and it's easy to say, yeah, I would support goes. Michael Collins, but you're saying you, you wouldn't have supported, you wouldn't support what Kevin Lynch would have done, but yet you honour him. I just Is that not a bit of kind of mental yeah, gymnastics going on? Because, because, because there is a very, there was a very strong feeling in our community during the trouble. Like, somebody has to do something. Somebody has to stand up. Like, we cannot just allow this to happen. You know, they're just coming in rampaging through our house like night after night you know I remember standing in the lashing rain as they stripped the car apart and the tears on down my face and my father saying don't and cry don't let them see anything you know wrecking the house they poisoned our dog the army poisoned our Labrador dog during the troubles and I mean it was very strongly them and us so don't don't tell me that a 25 year old boy who was the captain of our hurling team you know, under different circumstances, he would never have been involved. Never in a million years. He was a working lad. He had a trade. You know, I mean, uh, our family, very family with the, with the Lynch family. His older sister, who leaves fresh flowers on his grave every day, is one of the most delightful women you could ever meet. You know, so in different circumstances, it would never have happened. You know, I disagree with the taking of human life and all of that. But I'll tell you, you know, I, I, I am, a, 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 you know, would never think of letting go of 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 of, of Kevin Lynch's memory because it's something very precious to us. I mean, that that twenty five year old kid, yeah. you know, died on hunger so, strike. So, so it's that about means a lot to us in our community, and we remember that. So it's about disagreeing with what he did, but understanding why he did it. Is that it? Yeah, he's one of us. You know, and, and like, the, what was the choice? I mean, you could do, I suppose, you could go down the route of peace like John Hume. And, and it, was a, it was a very admirable route. And I mean, Hume, 
I mean, he was water cannoned against the wall. He was arrested numerous times by the British Army, you know, and 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 he, he watched in despair as Bloody Sunday happened in front of his eyes. And when internment happened and he howled at the moon, you know, and like Gandhi, he stuck to his guns in peace. But like, not everybody's like that. You know, you, if, you, if, if a fight starts amongst your friends, somebody's being attacked. I mean, I've seen this before. I'll give you an example. I've seen a woman being attacked on the street. And some of my friends saying, here's not for me. You know, and another fellow with me was straight in. I mean, straight in. You know, so everybody's got different personalities. Mm. You know, some people um, simply got to the stage. Where, I mean, the classic example was the famous sort of film footage from the BBC of the day after Bloody Sunday when the, the teenagers were queued around the block to join the IRA in Derry City. You know, and... You know, that's I, I wouldn't ever let go of those important parts of our history that mean something to us. But something like Ooh, up there, which I think now is, you know, um, it's a nuisance and it's a menace. And I, I, my overall feeling is that although it's great fun for the kids in my community and everybody loves it and all the rest of it, you know, uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't be we certainly shouldn't be platforming it at the Fela Festival. Can I just you ask? Know, but, but, it's a festival. Yeah. I think it's a brilliant festival. It's a real, honest, yeah. true festival, and the organisers deserve remarkable credit and are rightly proud of it. But that one, I would let it go. Let's like, see the kneecap boys, the rappers. I have no problem with them whatsoever, because I think that part of their thing is to challenge, to be controversial, but also they're peace builders and they're very interested in peace. You know, so mm. they, they, they they're quite. But the other thing about the. You know, even though it's a dumb song and it's all about a graffiti on a wall in Glasgow, like shouting "Ooh, ah, up there, ah, ooh, ah, up there, ah," it, it, it must, it must, um, be depressing for people in the in in the 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 unionist community who have lost loved ones. You know, it must be very hurtful and depressing. And honestly, I think we're better than that. Joe, listen, it's always interesting to talk to you and thanks a million for the time. And as I said right at the outset, Joe is the co-host of the Free State podcast himself and Dion Fanning. If you haven't had a listen to it, remedy that uh, now. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.